This is in the Actors Room, episode number 40. In its title, Macaulay Culkin. You heard me right. We're going to talk about Mac, one of the biggest child stars ever. So, here we go. Apartment. On a rent. Rent. What do you do for a living? Lots of things. Where's your office? I don't have one. How come? I don't need one. Where's your wife? Don't have one. How come? It's a long story. Do you have kids? No, I don't. How come? It's an even longer story. Are you my dad's brother? What's your record for consecutive questions asked? Thirty-eight. I'm your dad's brother, all right. You have much more hair in your nose than my dad. How nice of you to notice. I'm a kid. That's my job. Hey there. It's Jeff Tarowski in the actors' room, and that clip I just played for you is from Uncle Buck and uh, Mac with John Candy working very well together. Um, I believe Macaulay Culkin to be around six years old at this time, acting alongside one of the most, gosh, greatest comedic actors ever uh, who passed before he should have. He just didn't take care of himself. But John Candy and him, uh, some people say that Macaulay Culkin actually stole scenes away from John Candy in this movie. He was that good. And uh, I think that goes to show you just uh, at an early age how Macaulay Culkin was already um, nailing scenes um, comedic timing-wise. I think that he was able to grasp that concept even as a small child. So I found that uh, Macaulay Culkin uh, is someone that I want to talk about because not only... Do I feel he is talented? And I I believe that he is. Whether or not you believe that or not, that's fine. Um, Maybe you just find him to be uh, an interesting person. He's been in and out of the limelight. We'll get into that later. But for the most part, I want you to sit back, relax, and enjoy this show. Uh, Welcome, once again, episode number 40, Macaulay Culkin. And can you believe that Home Alone was for a while... The biggest movie ever made. It made the most money. Uh, It was that big. And before you knew it, this kid was everywhere. He did not have anonymity anymore. He was now one of the biggest stars in the world. And we're going to get into that aspect of Macaulay Culkin in just a little while. But I just wanted to point this out. He reached his pinnacle at the age of 10 years old. It was making $8 million a film by 12 years old. And that is absolutely incredible. The Culkin family has been in and out of the limelight for decades. Kieran and Rory, Mac's younger brothers, are also actors in their own right. And I really believe that um, Kieran has a nice little career going, actually. And now here you have... Macaulay Culkin, who became this huge star, and you have photographers following him around, doesn't really have that uh, that lifestyle that, I mean, you do have people that look up to that, but after a while, it'll get to you, it'll destroy you. Now, because Mac was so big, it allowed his younger brothers to sort of go under the radar, do independent films, things like that, uh, where Mac was doing all these big films, getting a lot of attention. Um, and uh, 
There really are. Both of those brothers, the younger brothers, they're making names for themselves and doing some decent work. Um, I don't feel that they're writing his coattails, but I'm sure it helps being a brother of Macaulay Culkin. You already have the name. Uh, there's a bit of a reputation, and they're going to give you more of a chance. That's just my belief. Now, Mac's father, his name is Kit. Well, that's his nickname. Uh, he was a, a stage father from hell. He is pretty much a douchebag. Now, I remember an interview that uh, Macaulay Culkin had given about a decade ago, and he was talking about his dad. And uh, it was just for a little while because you could tell he really doesn't like talking about him. And um, Mac told his dad that he was becoming burnt out. I think between, uh, I think he was doing uh, My Girl, the film My Girl, and he was wrapping it up and he's like, Dad, I'm exhausted. He's a little kid, you know? He just wanted to probably rest and play outside with his friends. And he's like, Dad, I'm tired. You know, I really like a break. Is that okay? And Kit, his, da- his dad, said, yeah, sure. And before Mac knew it, he was on set of another movie and realized that it's out of his hands. Like, he wasn't in control of his life anymore. Even at an early age, he felt that his dad didn't really give a shit uh, what he felt. Mac was just um, his client because Kit, his father, was actually his manager. He was running the show. And so much so, he was becoming a problem with the studios. I guess he was hard to work with, Kit. And he demanded things that were just unacceptable in the circles of Hollywood. Although his father was a Broadway performer at one point in his early life, he acted alongside, I believe, Richard Burton and Laurence Olivier. Isn't that interesting? So he was a bit successful early in his life and career, but not so much so after that. Um, he, uh, he uh, found his uh, wife to be, actually no, that's, that's wrong. He never ended up marrying Macaulay Culkin's mother. They never married. So I guess Kit just fell on hard times and ended up working in a church as a janitor. And uh, there you go. Um, I'm going to go ahead and take a moment and collect myself here and uh, see where I want to go next. Um, yeah, the, the whole thing about Mac wanting to, to rest and the dad just wouldn't let him. And that's just, that's not a good sign. That's not good. The dad, I think, cared more about fame and money and, and things like that more than he cared about the welfare of his son. And that's not a good situation to be in. And Mac felt it. Uh, the Culkin family went from a very minimal income. I mean, the dad's working as a janitor in a church. I'm sure that doesn't pay that well. And I think the mom was an operator. And uh, they went from minimal income to millionaires because of the success of Macaulay. They were truly a rags-to-riches story, I believe. Now, due to this success and the temptation of money, the family went through much drama. Custody battles ensued. And the relationship between Mac and his father was toxic. At the age of 14, Macaulay Culkin, he was done. He decided to go into seclusion. He cut himself off from the business completely and hid away. Most say it was the best thing he could have done. The huge fame he experienced had a tremendous effect on him. 
from meeting President Clinton to hosting Saturday Night Live at the age of 11 is a lot for anyone. And the pressure was there. Mac just wanted to be a kid. He wanted to experience life. The kid had millions of dollars and pressure was on his shoulders to support the family. He didn't want that anymore. It just wasn't for him. Now, I hear people um, in the business, like reporters and things like that, um, they're surprised that Macaulay uh, has done a nice job of not falling into that uh, cliche child actor, uh, total you know, dismemberment where they're just uh, a, a train wreck. They say that uh, Macaulay Culkin didn't run into that. But I remember seeing him about 15 years ago, and quite simply, he looked like death. I mean, he looked like he was on the verge of death. He was thin. It looked like his hair was falling out. So he was obviously taking something. I mean, I don't know what he was taking, but he was taking something. And he was not in good shape at one point. And he locked himself away. After he did Richie Rich, he was done. He's like, fuck this. And it was just after Richie Rich that the family broke up. The mom and dad broke up. They had this big custody battle over the kids. Basically, it was, who's going to get the kids? Me, Kit, the father, or the mother? Okay? And Macaulay felt that he was being ripped. And kind of felt really strange about the whole situation because he was the meal ticket. He had the money. So whoever got the kids got the money. And it it took two years, this custody trial. And Kit knew that he wasn't going to get it. The dad knew it just wasn't going to happen. He didn't even show up on the last day. And the mom got the kids. And Kit was gone after that. I don't even think that Macaulay has seen him since. I don't know for sure. But he never speaks very highly of his father, ever. And it seems to me that he is quite content of his father not being a part of his life. Now that's crazy. He must have been a big dick. <laughs> what a horrible thing to say. He must have been a big dick. Not having a big dick, but being a big dick. Obviously he was. But my point is, I really don't want to hear that he wasn't deeply affected by what he experienced as a child. It surely did. I mean, he locked himself away for years. And when he would come out of his hole, it it was shocking. But he needed that time, I think, to kind of sort some shit out and, you know, try to get his mind and his soul back together. And I think that he did. Uh, Being away for as long as he was, uh, I guess he would just kind of lock himself away and play video games, watch a lot of TV. Uh, And at one point he said that he had some kind of phobia where he couldn't even go outside. Uh, He said that he was inside for so long that when he did finally come out, he said it felt like the buildings were going to eat him alive. So that's, wow, that's crazy. Um, It affected you that much when you stay in for that amount of time. I guess this is not good for you. You got to get out more, man. And he finally did. And I think he's doing much better now. He's out and about now. Okay, so here we go. Macaulay Carson Culkin was born on August 26th, 1980 in New York City. His dad's name is Christopher, nicknamed Kit, and his mom's name is Patricia. The dad worked at a church as a janitor. I mentioned that 
earlier, and the mom was an operator. Now, his dad, like I said earlier, and I'm kind of rehashing here, but I would like to point it out again, because this is kind of important. His dad was a Broadway actor. That's pretty cool. Not too many actors can say that. And uh, his sister, uh, this Kit guy, his sister's name is Bonnie Bodilia. And I think that's how to say the last name. And uh, she's actually a pretty good actress herself. Uh, she was in Needful Things. That was a Stephen King uh, book, and they turned it into a movie. I like that movie. It was with Ed Harris. Needful Things. She was in that. She was in Presumed Innocent and was also nominated for a Golden Globe for her performance in the 1983 film Heart Like a Wheel. Now, Mac's parents never got married, and that's rare. I mean, they got about 50 kids, right? I mean, I'm kidding. They don't have 50, but they got a lot. Now, let's see. Uh, they, they have, uh, how many do they have? Mac was the third of seven kids, seven kids, five boys, two girls, and all the kids slept in one bedroom. They were that poor. Uh, Mac was raised Catholic. Uh, he attended private schools and then was followed. Uh, and I'm sorry. Let me correct that for just a moment. Let me go back. He was raised Catholic, right? And he went to private schools. He went to a Catholic school. Now, you're thinking to yourself, wait a minute. Catholic school, that costs money. And they're all sleeping in the same room. How is that possible? And remember, the dad worked as a janitor in the church. The kids got to go to school for free. How about that little perk? All right. Free, uh, really top-notch uh, education. And uh, I guess Macaulay would end up actually going to a school called the Professional Children's School. Now, this school is a prep school, right, for aspiring young artists. They only accept 200 students there. And Mac was one of them. He was a hopeful young artist, a kid with promise. And I guess Mac actually studied ballet for a while when he was younger, and he loved it. Now, get this. This is remarkable. I just, I don't know. For, for me, this just kind of blows me away. Uh, he started acting when he was four. Four years old, man. I don't even remember when I was four. Really, I don't, man. That was 1980. I was four. We just moved into a, a new house. I remember kind of moving into the new house, but... And my brother was born when I was four. I don't remember that much, man. And he was acting at this age. He's been acting since, like, his earliest memory. That's a... Okay. Talk about being around it your whole life, man. Now, his first stage production was called Bach Babies at the Philharmonic. He was auditioning like crazy. And in the process, he got plenty of roles on stage, television, and films. Now, I get the feeling that his dad, Kit was loving this and kind of like living his dream that he never reached through his kids, especially Mac. Now, though Mac was uh, active in the industry, it was a stroke of luck that got him going in the right direction. I'll tell you why. I guess his neighbor at the time was a stage manager and opened doors for the kids. I guess the stage manager that lived next door saw all these kids, all these cute kids, and thought to himself, you know, I can maybe get work for these kids, you know, kind of recruit them. And I guess the older brother, let me see here. I think, yeah, Shane. Shane was the oldest, okay? He got the first shot, okay? 
But it was Mac that blew everyone away and showed the most promise. The first big break was an off-Broadway play called After School Special. He was six, and it was 1987. Critics would go on to say and give rave reviews for his performance. They even praised his timing as an actor at the age of six. Agents took notice of him in this production, and soon he was getting auditions for everything. But they were serious, bigger roles. It was just a matter of time before the little guy took this country by storm. Now you have to admit the kid had a spark. He had personality, uh, a good homey look to him, and proved to be marketable. Now his mom and dad made a decision at this point. They both quit their jobs and became his manager. They would end up taking 15% of his income, and that's normal for any manager. So they weren't really stealing any money from him, but still, that's your kid. You're taking part of his salary. Okay, okay. They're not the first ones to do it. Uh, Corey Feldman had the same thing happen to him, and he got screwed out of millions from his father. But it, Corey Feldman is somebody I've been doing research on. That guy, he could fill about five fucking episodes just because he is bat crazy. I... I could go on a tangent on Feldman, and this episode would be about three hours, but we're not going to do that. We're going to stay on course and focus on Macaulay Culkin. But anyways, uh, blah, manager. Okay, the parents were now his managers. Wow. And uh, his first film, Mac's first film, was alongside legend Burt Lancaster. Now, that's pretty cool. Now, then he got a nice supporting role. In a little film called Uncle Buck. Oh yeah. I love this movie. I gotta tell ya. And John Candy, great. Story is, you know, it it is what it is. It's a good movie. The plot is fine. But it's John Candy and Macaulay Culkin that make that movie. That kid was so natural. I watched it a few years ago again, and before that it was years. But I had watched it pretty recently. And I'm just like, what the fuck? That kid. That fucking kid. Now, the only other actor that I felt was a pretty damn good child actor at a very young age, too, was Fred Savage. Those two just had that natural... Like, they were just born... To be in front of the camera. Or just to be an actor. Period. It was just natural for them. And I think River Phoenix was the same way. Didn't really need acting classes. With acting classes. What the fuck is that? I could do this. I don't need anybody to teach me how to act. I could just do it. That's what these kids have. That's something rare. Special. And that's why this kid exploded. Because he had the timing. He had the look. The cuteness. The personality. Uh, the moxie, just like he could do it, this kid. He just had that personality. He was funny. Kind of a weird looking kid though, but cute in a weird way. I don't know. I just, there was something about him in that performance of Uncle Buck. I was just like, whoa, that's pretty cool. And it would end up setting up the character 
that would just change his life forever, of course, Kevin, in Home Alone. Because it was John Hughes that saw Uncle Buck and his performance in Uncle Buck and thought, that character is intriguing and it would make a good movie. And he based that character in Uncle Buck for Kevin McAllister in Home Alone. And they were a little skeptical on using Macaulay for the main role because he never carried a movie. You know, it's a lot of pressure to put on a kid like that. They really wanted to be sure. So they ended up auditioning other actors to do it as well. And they, th- they felt that it would just be fair to do that uh, just to play it safe. So they did, but no one was as good as Mac. So, of course, it happened. And uh, he made history, folks. I mean, what a big movie. I mean, if you're not a big fan of Macaulay Culkin or Home Alone, I get it. But you have to respect the fact that this movie was huge. And this poor kid, well, he wasn't a poor kid. He was rich now or will be later. Uh, His life changed. Childhood, gone. Um, he had to do that stupid, like putting his hands on his cheeks and go, ah, I don't know, that poor kid. He probably did it. I'm not kidding. A billion times. That's gotta be like, I can't do this anymore. I just, I can't do it. After the billionth time, I'm done. I'm just done. I retire from putting my hands on my cheeks and screaming because I just can't do it anymore. Um, it's true. It just you would see him in almost every picture they had taken of this damn kid, you know. And it probably every interview he gave, they asked him to do it. Oh my god, I don't know how he put up with that shit. I mean, he was a kid, and plus the fact, you know, he's he's meeting the president, you know, he's on Saturday Night Live. I mean, he was living the dream. But it's just strange to think this little kid getting all this adoration. It's got to mess you up, and it did. So. He was the most famous nine-year-old in the world. He even appeared in Michael Jackson's black or white video. Remember that? He played like a rapper. Yo, bro. Oh, that was stupid. And I don't want to get too much into his relationship with Michael Jackson. Because quite honestly, I don't know. I mean, who knows? For sure. If you weren't directly involved. These allegations. Now, I was a pretty big Michael J. Fox. Michael J. Fox. Oh, I was. I was a big Michael J. Fox fan. But I was even a bigger Michael Jackson fan. I wore that little jacket, little red jacket with zippers on it. And I would, you know, stand around in the living room blasting his songs and dancing around like a little moron. I did. I'll admit it. I was just like every other kid in the 80s. It just, I mean, Michael Jackson was the biggest star in the world, okay? And the fact that he liked to hang around little kids uh, is worrisome to me. Uh, But I truly believe that Michael Jackson was just a weird guy, okay? Um, And I think a lot of people would agree with me on that notion. Uh, He was very strange, and he never had a childhood of his own. So he was always forever a a kid at heart. Um, And I don't want to believe that he hurt anybody. Um, But I don't know. And I I don't want to speculate, because that would be unfair. I don't want to place blame on anyone if I don't feel 100% sure about it because it just wouldn't be right Um, I do have feelings about it Uh, I don't know if I want to get into that whether I I feel this way or that way about it 
But let's just set at that. Um, and Macaulay Culkin thinks very highly of Michael Jackson. And when he, he's brought up to him, when they're interviewing him about Michael Jackson, he's very relaxed in stating and, and supporting his, uh, his stance. And that is that Jackson never touched him. There was no, never any inappropriate behavior. Uh, he was a friend, very close friend. And the two of them couldn't identify with one another. Uh, Max said that he would go over there to his ranch, I think it's called. And there was toys and fun things to do. And he could actually be a kid there. And uh, Michael made him feel at home. Uh, and uh, I'm, I think I've talked a little too much about this uh, situation. And we're going to back off. And we're going we're gonna to get back to Macaulay Culkin. Now... <clears throat> Excuse me, I have to apologize this time of year. Flemmy. Okay, so now, the family was reaping the benefits of Max's success. He was supporting the family. And just like the Phoenix family, River Phoenix supported his family while he was a big actor. Macaulay Culkin did the same thing. And that's a lot of pressure for any child. Uh, it was at this time, he became close friends with Michael Jackson, like I stated earlier. And uh, we're going to go ahead and move on from that. I have notes that I have. So I just, I go down the list and uh, I hate repeating myself, but it happens because my notes sometimes, you know, I go off on tangents talking about something and then it comes back and I look down and I'm like, okay, I have that note again. But, you know, I don't mind talking a little bit more sometimes about an issue that I talked earlier, but I felt I said enough about Jackson. I can... I just don't want to get into it. I just, it's so messy. And there's so many strong opinions about it. You know, I've looked it up. I've done my research on it. And I just, I'm not persuaded one way or another. Because he's got his backers. And then he's got people who are just like, oh, come on, you're a moron. If you don't believe he didn't touch those kids. I mean, what man, you know, takes little boys into his room. And I get it. I get it. I, I, believe me. Oh, God, I do. And that's why I look at both sides. I really do. Uh, and like I said, I'm not going to take a stance on it. So, moving on. Um, wow, I'm looking at my notes here. And it says, Mac was not a normal child. <laughs> okay. Well, he wasn't. Not in a bad way, though. I mean, because he was such a big star, he wasn't normal. He couldn't be. What normal kid makes $8 million for a movie? Zero. Because he was the only kid doing that. So yeah, he wasn't a normal kid. Plus the fact, no privacy. I mean, he was like a rock star, this kid. Man. Now, I think that uh, the sense that his childhood was being taken away from him, and I think that to be true, there were people relying on him for support. This kid. And he knew that. I think he felt that, and it wore on him. And we come back to the relationship with his father. Kit was his business manager, and he was very aggressive. He had him booked on a few projects. There was um, Only the Lonely and then My Girl. And I love both of those films. Only the Lonely is with John Candy again. and My Girl, he plays a sweet kid that chums around with the main character, the My Girl character, and I forget her name in the movie... But I think her real name was Anna 
Chumsky or something like that. I think that's it. Because she actually was in the same talent agency that I had in Cleveland. Actually, I assume she's from Cleveland. Because they would kind of brag about that at the agency. They'd be like, yeah, we're the agency that uh, represents uh, Anna Chumsky from My Girl. So, we're pretty amazing. And I'm like, oh, that's cool. But, I mean, all right. I mean, if that's your claim to fame, I mean, I don't know. I mean, it's cool, but whatever. Alrighty then. Here we go. Kit. Kind of being a dick. We did. We went over that. Um... Oh, yeah. His character in My Girl, right? Sweet kid. Real sweet kid. Uh, but his character ends up dying at the end. Kind of sad. He was allergic to bees. And he got stung, like, all over his body. And he just, I guess, you know, he went into shock. When you're allergic to bees like that, maybe you shouldn't be walking around the forest. The forest. The woods. The forest. They were in the forest up in the tundra up there. Uh, but, no, I mean, maybe if your kid is allergic to bees, you might want to have an EpiPen at the ready. I'm just saying. I mean, I would be petrified if my kid's walking around the woods, right, with this girl, and there's bees around. I'd be like, no, you're, you're not leaving the house without your EpiPen, buddy. Uh, but the, this movie does take place in, like, the 50s, so maybe they didn't have EpiPens back then. Well, if that's the case, my kid was wearing, like, a screened outfit, you know, like a beekeeper would wear. I would, my kid would be, in the middle of the summer, looking like a beekeeper. Looking like a moron, but guess what? He'd be safe. He wouldn't have been dead. Poor kid. Walking around like a beekeeper. Kids throwing things at him. Throwing bees at him. Alright, so then came Home Alone 2. Not a good sequel. Yeah, It was okay. They introduced a few more characters and things like that. And You know, was that uh, Tim Curry was in there. Rob Schneider was in there. You know, I, li- I love Tim Curry. Rob Schneider, eh. He's all right. I don't think I'd brag about Rob Schneider. Okay. The Good Son in 1993 with Elijah Wood. Excellent. His character, truly evil. My wife can't bring herself to watch it. Again, she watched it once. Enough for her. I like it because the acting in it is very good for two kids like Elijah Wood and Macaulay Culkin. I like the fact that Culkin did something different. He went a little other way, you know, always playing the sweet kid, cute kid, uh, always doing the right thing, sort of, you know, character. And, uh, you know, kind of turned around on uh, on us and did something kind of like this. And it was good. I guess his dad, Kit, pushed for it. And I thought it was the right decision. It was kind of a nice film to watch. Uh, A good one. Um, The dad was becoming a problem at this time. He was too demanding. And uh, not only as a person, but as a manager and a father. The studios dreaded dealing with him. And this, of course, would trickle down to his son. Kit was now getting a negative reputation. And uh, he was called, actually, the stage father from hell. Hollywood began to back away from Mac because of this. He then did Richie Rich. Uh, That was pretty bad. And it mirrored his real life, if you think about it. Uh, You know, a rich kid. With no real friends. And was trying to find his way. After this film, Macaulay Culkin was exhausted. He had been working non-stop since the age of four. And the family was in turmoil. The parents split up and a custody battle ensued. Who was going to get the kids? 
who is going to get the money. It had to be a weird time for Mac and the family. And he was thinking to himself, do my parents want me for me or my money? And he also felt guilty about it. He believed in an interview he had said that he felt responsible that they were splitting up uh, because of the, the money and the fame and all the confusion and crap and felt that if he didn't become a movie star, his parents and family would still be together. But to me, I think his dad was just an asshole, pure and simple. End of story. And uh, Macaulay Culkin would also state that his dad was like that before they got to be big stars. So the custody battle took place and Culkin went into hiding. He may have been relieved in a way, I think. The trial went on for two years and the kids went to the mom. Kit, out of the picture. And he just took off. And from what I understand, Mac is fine with that. And for the first time in his life, Macaulay Culkin had control over his money and his life. Now he says that when he sat down at the age, I think of 17, he sat down with a financial advisor or someone uh, that was revealing to him what he was going to finally get from his bank account. He sat down with this guy and he felt like he was at a reading of a will. The guy told him how much money he had and he felt to himself that he was inheriting the money from this kid that worked really hard a long time ago. He was that detached from himself back then. I think he removed that part of himself in a way when he was locked away in his little apartment in New York City and felt that all that hard work that this kid had done in the 80s, that he was now reaping the rewards of that. And the fact that he had made all this money and can live sort of a modest life, he never had to work again. He didn't have to. He even says that he could probably, if he has kids, they can go to college with the money he's made and still live a very you know modest, nice life. Uh, that the fact that he doesn't have to work anymore It was interesting. At the age of 16, 17, there's kids going to college, thinking about what they're going to do with their life and how much money they're going to make, how much money they have to make. What are they going to do? Where are they going to go to college? This kid didn't have to worry about that. He basically says he does things like a hobby. He's retired. (laughs) He could have retired like at the age of, uh, you know, what was it, 12 or something? 10 or 11 or 12, he could retire. He's making like $8 million a movie. My God, that's so unfair. It's ridiculous. Wow. So Culkin went on to live the life of a normal teenager. He actually decided to go to school and hang out with friends because he never really did that when he was a kid. Uh, he got married at the age of 17, okay, to actress Rachel Minor. They went to the same school together. Uh, They got married at 17. Man, that's young. And he would say that, yeah, it's young, but we loved each other. And he says, I've known people that got married at 17. And he didn't really think it was a big deal. Like, whatever. We got married and that's the end of the story. Um, They got divorced, though. Uh, Their marriage lasted, I think, two years. Two years. And it was 2000. That marriage ended. And uh, I think Macaulay Culkin said that it was a nice two years. They wish they would have stayed together, but it didn't work out. What are you going to do? 
Now, it was after his divorce that he started to think about getting into acting again. Uh, his break was over, and he was ready to go. But that he would only do projects he really wanted. And the fact that uh, money really didn't mean that much to him. He had money already. It was more about doing something that he wanted to do. Something fun and something that would challenge him. Now, the first thing he did was a play in London. That's pretty cool, man. Just because of the fact that he was in London. I want to go to Europe so bad, I could, uh, it hurts. <laughs> I just want to go so bad. Like my wife say, you know, my wife and I say that uh, like all the time. When vacations come up, oh, they're like, we can't wait to go to Europe. And we see it in the future. You know, when the kids are grown up, out of the house, you know, when uh, we're alone again, that that's what we're going to do. The first vacation we'll take by ourselves is actually going to be in Europe. So we're looking forward to that. So he did a play in uh, London. Uh, and it was a very successful play. He got rave reviews. I guess he did a great job. So he was back. Back, right? He did a few more films like Party Monster in 2003, which was very strange. I mean, just take a look at him. He was dressed up like a, like a, I don't want to say like a cross-dresser. Something like that. Just real flamboyant, really out there. Uh, him kind of reaching out and doing something different. Not my bag, but it's nice to see him get his hands uh, involved in acting again and doing something different and really spread his wings. I think that's what he wants to do now is uh, spread his wings and show people a different side to him. Um, now, he also did a film called Saved in 2004. Now, that one got some nice reviews. Not very popular. Uh, nothing significant, but once again, working in the business, he was laying low coming back and then he took another break. Hey, <laughs> did some films, kind of tired, oh, sleeping for a few years. You know, he, I guess he did a few, uh, robot chicken things. You know, that's a, a series invented by Seth Green. I like those. Those are good. And I guess him, uh, and Seth Green are really good friends, which is pretty cool. I like that. I like Seth Green. I think he's hilarious. Um, and he's been in the business forever, too, just like Macaulay Culkin. Now, Mac was just recently coming back, okay? And that was really bad grammar. Let me start over. Mac just recently came back and is doing interviews. And that's a big reason why I wanted to do Mac this week is I was thinking, like, who am I going to do next? I was watching some clips about stuff on YouTube, and I see this interview with Macaulay Culkin, like he did recently. And I'm like, holy shit, he's popping up again. All right, I'm intrigued. I just am. So I watched the interview. He looks a little different. Like, he's a little more, I don't know, uh, I want to say a little more feminine as he's getting older. If that makes any sense at all. It's not a rip against him at all. I'm just stating what I see. He looks a little bit more, maybe not feminine, just different. Okay, just a little different. He's still the same guy, same kid, looks very intelligent. He knows what he's saying. And I think that he wants to reach out again and try some new things. And one of the new things that he's doing is a, is a podcast. All right, bro. And uh, he's very serious about it. It's called Bunny Ears. And this uh, podcast is a really great website. Chuck it, check it out. Chuck it out. Chuck it out. Check it out. 
It's called bunnyears.com, of course. And they got some really great stuff on there. They got like really funny articles, um, just little things on the website that you can click on, or just the very front page. The main page is pretty cool. It's nothing extravagant, but the content is pretty good. And you can tell he's hired some people to write articles and make it a fun little thing. And and uh, it's something to check out. If you're a big Macaulay Culkin fan, you won't be disappointed. You get to see a different side of him. He's got something else to say. And it's actually pretty funny. Okay, so before I end this episode on Macaulay Culkin, I want to go ahead and point out a few tidbits about him. Um, he is the godfather of Michael Jackson's daughter, Paris. And also... Jackson's firstborn, Prince. So he's the godfather of two of Michael Jackson's uh, sons and daughters. I don't know how many kids Michael Jackson has. I don't know. I've never done research on Michael Jackson. I've watched movies about him, things like that. But that was a long time ago. Um, So if I ever do a Michael Jackson episode, which I probably will, that'll be interesting. I'll dive into more of his life and career and... Just how fascinating that is, which will be very fascinating. I don't, I really don't care how you feel about Michael Jackson. I just don't. But you have to respect the simple fact that he's interesting. And doing an episode on him, people will listen to it. I guarantee it. Okay, some more tidbits about Culkin. Uh, had a relationship with actress Mila Kunis. Hot. From 2002 to 2010. You go, Mac. That was a long time. Good for you, man. Uh, was arrested for marijuana possession in 2004. Big fucking deal. Uh, he's a big fan of professional wrestling. And my cousin Mike would be really happy about that. My cousin Mike, he is one of the biggest pro wrestling fans, man. He loves it. That's his soap opera. Me, my soap opera is the Cleveland Browns because they're just a mess. You know, like the only entertainment I get out of the Cleveland Browns because they don't win is the fact that there's always drama. Because they're so horrible. You know, the coach is bad and the players are bad. And you're, there's always this crap going on. So I get that's my entertainment. Uh, but some people really love professional wrestling. And Macaulay Culkin loves professional wrestling. Whew. That's it. Macaulay Culkin, episode number 40 of the Actors Room. My name's Jeff Tarowski. And thanks again for listening to this episode. I thought... Culkin. That's all. I mean, that's interesting. People want to know more about Macaulay Culkin, and he's huge. There are a lot of people out there that adore this guy. I mean, they love him. He comes out and does interviews. They show the audience, and like men and women are just—they're just smiling. They're happy. Like he made so many kids and families and. Whoever, smile and laugh in those Home Alone movies. I mean, they're good. They're entertaining. And he's the big reason why, if not the big reason why. He's so good. The kid was good. And it's a Christmas movie too, so it is seen all the time. Every year. It's a staple, I'm sure, in a lot of families on Christmas. So, thank you for listening to the Macaulay Culkin episode. Go ahead, support the show. Go on the website, theactorsroom.lipson.com. Uh, donate a dollar. Donate 50 cents. It'll help the show. 
I would really appreciate it. And my brother would appreciate it too. And a little insight into the future. We're going to do a Sylvester Stallone uh, episode next. And I'm excited about it. I love Sly. Uh, big part of my childhood. The Rocky movies. Rambo. Just a fascinating man. Uh, the whole Rocky story is great. I'm sure a lot of you out there know about the Rocky story. It's fascinating stuff. So we're going to collaborate on... Uh, Rocky and talk about him. I'm looking forward to that because as an actor, um, although there are people out there that don't consider Stallone a great actor, it is what it is. And Rocky really was a great example of somebody fulfilling their dream. Um, So it's going to be a really great episode. Uh, We'll see if it goes to two parts. I'm thinking we can make just kind of a long one-parter. If it goes over an hour and a half, maybe we'll split it up. But I'm hoping it gets Stallone in on one episode. That would be great. So, thank you. It's the weekend for me. I got family over actually right now. I can actually hear downstairs. I think they're actually here. We're going to celebrate Mother's Day today. And uh, we're going to have some lasagna. We're going to just, you know, catch up. My mom's... Um, are here, my mom's, my mom is here, uh, my wife's mom is here, she's visiting from Florida, looking to move up to Cleveland very soon, so we're just going to catch up on some things, and enjoy the rest of our evening, and I hope you do the same, put in that movie tonight, I'm going to be doing that later on, I usually do, I'll put in a movie, and enjoy the hell out of it, you do the same, God bless you, have a good one.